Good morning, everybody. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, or in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. What is good, guys? This is James. I'm excited to be back with you. I've taken a break. I took about a two-week break from podcasting just because I had a wedding and I'm moving back to Arizona. And so this whole transition phase, I was I was kind of in, in limbo about continuing the pod, um, but really glad that I took a break because I feel energized and more motivated than ever and, and also just excited about the second half of the year. Um, not just because of my life and, and the way it's going and the business and, and getting to, to do what I love every day, but also because typically I'd, I think it's about 65% of the time, um, the second half of the year is better than the first half for investments. So that's exciting for me. I get to potentially have more positive news. Whereas the first half was a little bit, it was a little bit sad if, if we're honest, right? It was, there was a lot of depressing news, um, that just kept coming out. And so now hopefully we're looking at some more positive, positive, uh, news cycles here. But before we do what is happening in the world, in the investment world today, let's do the quote of the day. So I'm going to pull from the 30 life principles. It's one of my favorite sayings of all time. And I I honestly, I didn't hear about it till I was probably 21. So maybe about seven years ago, but I've had this concept in my head since I was about 13. And I want to thank my father for that. My father, after working maybe, I don't know, 48 hours uh, at the hospital, he would come home after after a 48 hour shift and he would come in my room at 1am and he would just ask me about my goals. It's like, what is it you want to do with your life? What are you What are you putting your time towards most to achieve those goals? And it was because of those late night talks that I was able to sort of uh, come up with this concept. Now, I believed in it, but I didn't have the saying. And so this quote really encapsulates that. Um, and I think it's from Charles Stanley. I think the 30 life principles are from Charles Stanley. But this quote is, uh, it goes like this. You reap what you sow more than you sow later than you sow. So I'll say it again. You reap what you sow more than you sow later than you sow. And really guys, that's true in investments and it's true in life. Whatever you invest the most in is what you will reap later. It's ju- it's just true. What you think today is maybe an hour of studying could mean a doctorate down the road. Like it's those little things built up over time that snowball and become this great big consequence, either positive or negative. It's the same thing with investing, right? Uh, I have a client who's been investing since he was 19. And he said when he was 40, he got his first million dollars in his investment account. And he said when he hit that, when he hit that million, he decided, he's like, I, I, this is too much money. I can't do this myself. But for those 20 years previous before that first million, he never thought he would have got a million dollars. He said to me, he's like, every time I invest, it just feels like it's so little. The money I'm putting in is so small. But over time, the more you sow, the more you reap, or yeah, the more you reap, you reap what you sow more than you sow, later than you sow. Yeah, so the more you sow, the more you sow over time, the more you will reap. And so he literally lived that out and got to see that. And that's what I want for you guys. I hope that the information you take here and the excitement that I hope you get, you can take that and use that in other areas of your life, especially investing. And that way, you're never going to be dependent upon someone. That's my goal for my clients. And although I deal with a lot of high net worth clients, ultra high net worth technically, um, not to 
uh, not to throw out a plug there, but they're they're not they're not struggling for money, right? But this podcast isn't for them. This podcast is for people who are interested in investing and want to understand it. And you should be able to, with all this information, do this yourself. And I've said this over and over again. Um, I my clients, my type of investment philosophy isn't to cold call people. It isn't to get uh, to get every penny I can. It's my, my skills and my passions are meant for people who don't want to invest themselves because every single person can do this on their own. Um, so keep that in mind, guys. I know that was a little bit of a rant, but I've been thinking about it. And, and uh, I'll just say the quote one more time so you can take it with you. You reap what you sow more than you sow and later than you sow. So remember that next time you guys are are, uh, are thinking about taking a break or skipping the gym or whatever it is, just remember that. Um, okay, guys, back, let's get back to business here. So what is happening in the news? U.S. stock futures are up Thursday morning after the NASDAQ closed at another record high the day before. The S&P could approach its own record high Thursday despite closing lower yesterday. Investors are processing a variety of economic data released at 8.30 a.m., including higher-than-expected jobless claims, GDP, durable goods, durable goods orders, and non-defense capital goods orders. Two indicators of industrial activity, by the way. They're also waiting to hear about the outcome of talks between a bipartisan group of senators who have been working on an infrastructure package that President Biden will later talk about today. Treasury yields are mostly flat after Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic and Fed Governor Michelle Bowman said on Wednesday that prices could remain higher for longer than expected. Oil futures are trading higher after the Energy Information Administration said Wednesday that U.S. crude oil supplies dropped by roughly 8 million barrels last week. That's a lot of barrels. The administration's weekly report on natural gas stocks and underground storage should be released at 10.30 a.m. European and Asian markets traded mostly higher today after the German IFO business climate indicator. I have no idea what that is, by the way. Uh, increased 2.6% to 101.8. France's manufacturing climates indicator was unchanged at 107 in June, and Spain's GDP contracted 0.4% on quarter during the first three months of the year. Wow, that was <laughs> that was a lot of news. Uh, okay, so let me just touch on some of these things real quick, or, or I guess in general. Some of this stuff, when I read this to you guys, I don't even understand what it means. So it's not necessarily critical for you to, to catch everything that I'm saying because I don't even catch it. The whole point is, is just if you could hear these words and if something becomes a bigger deal than it is, like just say, for example, the oil situation, like 8 million barrels. Well, now that's a number you can just think about in your head. But if it becomes a really big situation, now you know where to look for answers. Now you can you can sort of um, you can correlate what's happening in the world to what we talked about. So that's sort of my passion and my and my purpose with these uh, with this what's happening in the world today. And it's 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 maybe not necessarily investment wise important, but big picture wise, it really is. So. Uh, that's kind of why I do it that way, even though I probably understand 50% of it and I don't expect you guys to catch it, but anything you can grab from it, I think is valuable. So let's talk about some of today's headlines that I really got excited about. Um, Elon Musk is tweeting again. So let's hear about that. Elon Musk tweeted Wednesday night that his satellite internet company Starlink would go public as soon as its revenue becomes reasonably predictable. The Tesla and, and SpaceX CEO also said he will do his best to give long-term Tesla shareholders preference in an IPO. So I'll just give you guys a disclaimer here or a little bit inside I will 100% be investing in Starlink uh, personally I gotta do a little bit more research as far as if I would put client funds in it uh, just because I'm way more uh 
prudent, I guess you would say with client funds than I am with my own, mainly because I'm young and I like to take risks. I'm a risk taker, but with my client money, I am very, very prudent. And unless they are very clear with their risk tolerance and their desired expectation, return expectations, um, I am, I, I don't invest in aggressive vehicles just like that. Um, here, how about this one? Alibaba subsidiary Ant Financial has clarified that non-fungible tokens, NFTs, are not cryptocurrencies after 16,000 copies of two art NFTs were sold on Alipay platform Wednesday. So I thought that was important just because people are uh, miscommunicating purposes of certain things. So like non-fungible tokens. I don't even know what that is, but somebody thought that was a cryptocurrency. So they had to come out and clarify. So guys, cryptocurrency is a non-producing asset and it's not, it's a non-real asset. So think of real assets as like houses, gold, coins, Pokemon cards. Uh, and it looks like apparently here, non-fungible tokens is also a real asset because it's copies of art. So just keep that in mind. Cryptocurrency is a non-producing asset. Okay, last one here. Uh, and this is probably one of my favorites. The Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday that BuzzFeed is nearing a deal to go public by combining with a special purpose acquisition company, an SPAC. We've talked about those a couple of times, but an SPAC, the whole purpose is to help another company go public. So for example, BuzzFeed, they don't have the wherewithal, the knowledge, the funds, et cetera, to go public. And so they partner with an SPAC to go public. I think this year and last year, is like the the leading record for the most amount of SPAC uh, IPOs. So the the most amount of companies that have partnered with an SPAC. Uh, let's read about that a little bit real quick. So the digital media company could uh, could announce a deal with 895th Avenue Partners Inc. That's an interesting name. As early as this week, the deal may also include digital publisher Complex Networks. So if you guys all know what BuzzFeed is, it's just a, a news, a pop culture and news uh, website. Now I think it's an app. So that's just, uh, which I like. I like the idea that the more news we get, the more options we have for news, the better. Uh, currently, or maybe not currently, but early 2000s from uh, maybe the 1980s to the early 2000s, there was really just two, right? You got Fox News, you got CNN. And MSNBC, NBC, there's all those other ones as well. But really, you just had a couple of players in the game. So I'm always for competition, and I encourage everybody to check your sources, get your news from the right places. Like 15 Minutes of Finance. You guys can know that what you're getting from here, I've vetted, I've researched it, I've got as close to a fiduciary podcast as I think you can get here. Okay, so let's talk about the main thing I wanted to talk about. I know we're almost done. We've only got about three minutes left, but I wanted to talk today about why cryptocurrencies are down. So the SEC met, I think, a couple weeks ago to decide if they were going to allow financial advisors like myself or hedge funds or, or, or whatever, uh, broker dealers, big banks, etc., to be able to offer management um, and essentially buying cryptocurrency on their platforms. And they rejected it. <laughs> like pretty resoundingly, they said, no, we're not doing it. And people don't understand that. So especially people in their 20s and, and young people who are, cryptocurrency is basically like cocaine to them. They don't understand it. And so I, I, I how do I say this? Because I, I have mixed feelings, right? It's, it's, it's almost like I feel like I'm cheating on my girlfriend, which I don't have a girlfriend, but just using that as an example here. So I feel like I'm cheating on the 
fiduciary correct way to invest, you know, stocks, bonds, real estate, just like the typical way by even considering cryptocurrency. And the reason I feel that way is just because one, it's illegal for us to technically do it. We're not allowed to do it. And second is that it's a non-producing asset. And I say that over and over and over again, because it's the most important part. So I have a friend and he's become, I don't know, probably a multimillionaire because of Bitcoin. And he got back in in like 08. So he's an advocate. He's had people sell their houses to put in Bitcoin. He's had people, uh, you know, take out uh, loans to put it in Bitcoin. And he's just a huge believer in it. And I can't get behind it. I don't think that's a good idea because it doesn't produce anything. It's not like Apple where they make a phone and then the phone is worth something. And so therefore the company's value goes up because people have a, people want that product. It's not worth that. It's, it's like, it's, it's a non-producing asset, meaning it's only as valuable as the next person is willing to pay for it. And for me, I'm, I'm looking at that and that's such a foreign concept as far as an investor goes, because I like to see what a company makes and is, is the product that they make, is it valuable? Is it going to change the world? Is it going to be something that uh, makes people's lives easier, et cetera, where cryptocurrency, it's only as valuable as someone else is willing to pay for it. And so a good example of that, Warren Buffett uses this. And when people ask him about crypto, he's like, well, if you have a golden turd and someone's willing to pay you $50 for it, and then someone's willing to pay him $70 for it. Well, whoever's left with that golden turd, it's still a turd. <laughs> like it's still a turd. It didn't do anything. And it's kind of a, of a pessimistic way of, of looking at it. Uh, but that's just the truth. It doesn't produce anything. So, what I'm going to do to satisfy both my need to cheat on my girlfriend, uh, as well as like stay true to myself is I, I will probably do a little crypto. I will probably play with it a little bit. Um, I currently don't do any at all. And I'm thinking maybe, um, I think what was it? Safe moon. I think that's the guy who invested, uh, or that's, that's barstool. That's Dave Portnoy. He's a big fan of safe moon. And he, uh, although he doesn't know what he's doing investment wise, he is a great, great, uh, entertainer. And I love him. And I think that just because he's backing safe moon, it's going to be worth something. So that's kind of where my thought process is on it. And again, that's the same thing as the golden turd. It's only going to be valuable because other people see Dave Portnoy getting into it, El Presidente, and therefore it's going to increase the price and therefore people will want to pay for it. And so I can get behind that because at least in the immediate term or the short to, to medium term here, you can see why that would have uh, some gains. But okay, guys, that is it for today. As always, invest early, invest often. If you guys want me to talk or cover any topics or have any questions for me, hit me up, uh, 77 Financial Group on Instagram and james at 77financialgroup.com for my email. All right, guys, that's it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.